My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Episode 14, ladies and germs. It's the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Welcome back. Thrilled to be here with you at the end of a crazy week. I didn't even dance at nationals, and I felt like this week was crazy. I was there on Tuesday, had such a great time uh, meeting all of you. Thank you to all of you who uh, participated in the video, which is up at adultirishdancepodcast.com. Pictures, I just, audio, you guys were so great and so enthusiastic, and you could just feel the excitement in the air for uh, the the first adult competition at nationals ever, just like one of the dancers said, making history. That's literally what you all did this week at nationals. So congratulations. Hopefully by now, you know how you did. I know the tabulation got uh, a little wonky and hosed up, which uh, not good. I hope nobody was like actually stripped of their awards. Like I I was trying to explain it to my husband and he was like, wait, are they going to take awards away from people? And I said, I don't know. Um, To be honest, I felt like, and this is just my observation. I've never been to nationals before. I haven't competed with CLRG in a long time, but I've never been to nationals. I've never into a big competition before. Tuesday seemed a little, a um, little bit all over the place. I was supposed to volunteer as a door monitor. I couldn't find anybody to tell me um, what I needed to do, to do to volunteer. I couldn't even find anybody to get my wristband. So it did it really surprise me that the results were messed up? Not entirely, no. But I hope everybody got everything worked out from Tuesday. I love seeing your pictures. Again, thanks for being in my pictures. Um, Tuesday was exciting for me as well. Um, I got a message earlier in the day from uh, Beat, the Fesh Music app, and they asked me to take over their app for the day at nationals and I was honored to do that of course you can listen to our podcast on the beat app but uh big thanks to William and the entire staff over there for that I mean I just I felt so important I felt like a VIP it was great uh, I hope I got to see you to give you some chapstick uh, I did have one person ask for pins I had ordered this swag for the podcast like two and a half weeks ago and I thought I had enough time and because of the fourth of July holiday everything was late And I looked at the delivery and it was supposed to be here on Tuesday before 7 p.m. I'm like, that's not going to work. So I called UPS and they said they would hold the package and I could come pick it up on my way up to Phoenix from Tucson. And I picked it up and I was so excited. I got to the convention center. I ripped open the box and all that was in there was chapstick. The pins arrived in a separate package later in the day. So uh, the bad news is, is I totally ran out of chapstick because I gave podcast chapstick to everybody who took a picture and just all the wonderful adult dancers there. The good news is I have an entire box full of podcast pins for the next time I see all of you. So again, just thanks. I I had such a good time talking to people and it was, it's an honor to hear that anybody listens to this podcast. It was just really exciting. Got to uh, interview some great fesh musicians, Niall Mulligan. He was great. Um, Just a lot of really nice people. I saw some of my old uh, dance friends from 
from uh, the Milwaukee area, from Glencastle Irish dancers, um, some dancers that have transitioned into the Milwaukee Irish dance, I think it's company or academy. I'm totally sorry. I, I cannot remember off the top of my head. But it was just really cool to see people from 20 years ago and, and see people from my current school of McGuire dance, which was just a great experience. I hope to be dancing there next next year. Um but I got some great audio from a lot of you. Thanks again for taking a minute to talk to me. I just, I can't imagine being under all that pressure and then having somebody be like, hey, how do you feel about nationals? So for those of you that talked to me, thank you. That was so wonderful. Um, I'd love for you to listen to what some of our wonderful adult Irish dancers said about being at nationals for the first time. Take a listen. Here at Nationals in Phoenix, Arizona, USA, and it's so creepy because I totally follow her on Instagram and she's like an IG superstar in the adult Irish dance world. Aiden, how are you? I am doing so well, thank you. So I have followed your Instagram for probably the last year, but tell everybody how long you've been dancing and how old you are and who you dance for. So I just turned 29 a couple days ago, and I've been dancing for 11 years, and I dance for Thistle Academy in California, and I just am so excited to be here right now. What is your favorite part and least favorite part about Nationals? My favorite part has been the support. The senior ladies are amazing. Like, I was so nervous going on stage, and they're like, just breathe. You're going to do amazing. It's been so nice to see everybody. And probably least favorite part was just being so nervous. And it felt like a lot of pressure because I wanted this for a long time. But I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun, do the best I can. And I think I did that. Well, good luck today. Thank you. You're talking to Kate and Kate, and you guys dance for the Milwaukee Academy of Irish Dance. So I'm from Milwaukee as well. I live in Tucson now. And it turns out we all used to dance for Glencastle Irish Dancers as well. Yep. That is true. <laughs> we did. Uh, I started, oh, I don't even remember when I started actually at Glencastle because I started at Trinity and then moved over, followed Bridget over there. Love yep. her. Yep. I think I was like six or seven. I don't know. Okay. A little bit, little bit later, but I started at Glencastle. So. Yeah. Stayed with Glencastle until 2000. 2012 until I went to college, then took a four or five year hiatus, came back, joined the Milwaukee Irish Dance Company, then uh, adult nationals happened, so here we are with the Academy through Elise Transon. We love her very much. She's the best. (laughs) So are you guys done dancing for the day? Are you just waiting? What's the deal? First round done. Okay. One, maybe two more to go. Awesome. All right, so what's your favorite and least favorite part about nationals? Well, favorite is this is my first one. I have not competed in almost 15 years, so this is my first competition since I was 13 years old. That's amazing. Um, so just being here is my favorite part. That's awesome. I have to agree. The fact that they opened up an adult competition is just, we're ecstatic. We love being here again, being back on stage competing. We're used to being on stage performing, but competing together again is awesome. All right, so what's your least favorite part? Uh, that it's hot here. It's hot. It is very hot. <laughs> in Phoenix in July. Yes. <laughs> Phoenix in February, you know, that would be a little bit more understandable. Yeah, I've only been here for like a month, so I don't know what it's like in February. Although I, I do feel like it's not as humid as Milwaukee in the summer. That is true. <laughs> it's a dry heat, but we'll take that with a grain of salt. Yes. <laughs> well, good luck, ladies. Thank, Thank you. We're talking to Bridget. Bridget, who do you dance for? Because I will mess up the name and I don't want to do any disservice to your school. Yeah. Innisfree in New York. That's fabulous. And what are you dancing today? 
Uh, so I'm dancing a reel and a hornpipe and then hopefully set as long as everything else goes well. <laughs> now, how old are you and how long have you been Irish dancing? Uh, so I'm in my 30s and I've been dancing for about 30 years. Not bad. Yeah, so um, doctor by day. And, <gasps> oh my uh, gosh, we just we just talked to an Irish dancer who's a doctor on the podcast last yeah. week. And they're, they're actually really hard to find. So what, <laughs> what kind of uh, medicine do you so practice? I'm an oncologist. I specialize in leukemia for adults and uh, I have my own laboratory uh, finding new therapies for leukemia so how do you find the time to dance uh it's a great change of pace um <laughs> wonderful people the music's wonderful and it the competition makes something to work for so i feel that doing the competition really keeps you on the street and arrow that's awesome well good luck today <laughs> thank you very much have a great day all right so we're here at nationals in phoenix and ladies introduce yourselves hi i'm mary kate i'm michaela and who do you dance for we are dancing with shehan gormley school of irish dance in new york all right, so have you guys danced already today? I just finished my hard shoe round. I did hornpipes. Okay. I finished both rounds. I did hornpipes and reels. Now you're just waiting? Yeah. Yeah, all the waiting? <laughs> <laughs> so how old are you and how long have you been Irish dancing? I just turned 34 and I've been dancing since I was 10. Oh. So you do the math. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I'm 25 and I've been dancing for like 16 years. So what's your favorite part about nationals? And what's your least favorite part? It's okay to talk about that too, I think. <laughs> uh, least favorite part I think is definitely the physical demand and the training um, and how much my body hurts. Um, favorite part, I think just um, I've danced with the same school since I was 10. I've been here with my teacher since I started this journey. So I think just uh, making her proud and dancing with our school, I think that's kind of been my favorite part. Yeah, I think the best part's like friendships. I've met so many other Irish, adult Irish dancers, which is super cool. And then the least favorite part is, yeah, all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck, ladies, and thanks for taking a minute to talk to the podcast. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. So we are at Nationals here in Phoenix, and I'm talking to Mary-Kate, who dances for Mugovan School of Irish Dance. Did I say that right, or did I butcher it? Yeah, you said it right. Okay, and where are you guys located out of? Um, we have locations in New Orleans and Virginia in Fredericksburg and Richmond. Okay, Mary-Kate, and uh, how old are you, and how long have you been Irish dancing? Um, I'm 27, and I've been Irish dancing for 24 years. Oh my God, that's amazing. So what are you dancing today? Are you done? Are you dancing again? Um, well, I'm in senior ladies, so I'm waiting to see if I'm in the recall or not. But I did my first two rounds. I'm really happy with them. So That's awesome. So how are you feeling about today? Um, really good. It's really nice to be back. Really happy to have this opportunity. That's excellent. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. Just amazing. It was such a great experience. I had such a great time. I hope you did too, no matter how you danced, how you placed. A lot of dancers were just, it seemed like they were just hoping not to fall on their face and uh, remember their steps. I mean, you know, everybody wants a recall, but um, it was really, really cool just to see how chill everybody was and, and just excited to be part of this historic event at Nationals. And congratulations to Julia Topper. She was one of our podcast guests a couple of weeks ago. Not only is she a pregnant adult Irish dancer who is still dancing and competing, she's also uh, she's also an ethnomusicologist. Yeah, I can't even say it. Like, I just trip over my own tongue. But she came in first in trad set, so congratulations to her. Congratulations to all the dancers. Just an amazing effort. And we all know how much it takes to just get out on that stage and do it. It is terrifying and exhilarating and 
again. Great job, everybody. Way to represent uh, just to see how far adult Irish dancers have come. And the 20 years since I started Irish dancing is mind-blowing. Um, so really, really excited. I had to share with you guys, by the way. Um, I don't know how I convinced my husband uh, to let me do it, but I put down a deposit on my very first made-from-scratch solo dress, and I am so excited. My teacher said, oh, you should go to Oroctus, and of course, immediately, I'm like, oh, well, I need a new dress. I've never been to Oroctus, um, but I've never been able to design a solo dress from scratch, and there are so many great options now. I'm actually, I, I've ordered from Prime Dress Designs, who are just fabulous. I have one of their their solo skirts already. Um, their masks, I ordered their Irish dance masks right when the pandemic started and I still have them and I still love them they're such a great company but you know companies like Prime and uh, you know I think it's Ire by Gavin and uh, other companies they've made these like affordable solo dresses now that you know you kind of pick the design from a template of designs and then you pick your colors and you go from there and it's it's so much more affordable than spending four or $5,000 on a solo dress. Like I've just never been able to swing that. And um, I'm so excited to get my dress from Prime Dress Designs. I know I said on the podcast a few weeks ago that my dream dress was to have um, to have kind of like a peacock feather look. And I think I might be able to achieve that with this dress. Um, when they asked about colors, I said, make it look like peacock feathers. I love peacock feathers. And the, the under uh, part of the dress is going to be royal blue. I'm going to order like a cool peacock feather for my hair. So I'm just so excited. It's the closest I can get to my dream dress, and I'm all about it. So excited to work with Prime Dress Designs. I just love what they do and that they keep it affordable. Like that's just, again, something that wasn't, even fathomable when I was a kid Irish dancing. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm excited to get the proof. I put the deposit down and I am stoked about it. Coming up next on the podcast, I am thrilled to be welcoming Erin Wyford McMaster. She's a wonderful seamstress who is repurposing old Irish dance solo dresses to be more modern. And she's doing a fabulous job at it. And I'm just, I, I, it's one of those talents I wish I had. I wish I knew how to sew and make clothing and wait till you see the pictures. I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous. They're up at adultirishdancepodcast.com and on our Facebook page. So check that out. We're going to talk to her coming up next here on the adult Irish dancers podcast. You're listening to the adult Irish dancers podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark. I'm your host. And we've got Erin Wyford McMaster on the show this week. Erin, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Erin and I have been uh, kind of talking on Facebook for a little over, actually, it's, oh my gosh, it's been almost two months now. Um, but Erin, wow. tell everybody um, what your connection to the Irish dance world is, because I have been dying to pick your brain. Okay, well, um, I have two daughters that dance. One no longer competes. She is a sophomore in college, so she is just concentrating on that. And uh, my younger daughter just graduated high school, but has decided that she will continue to dance while she attends college. We don't know all the logistics yet, but she's going to figure it out. I'm just a dance mom. <laughs> oh, you're so much more than that. So you, I say, give yourself more credit than that. You're so much more than that. So the what I saw you post on Facebook m months ago just totally resonated with me. And was it your daughter or your niece that decided to My wear niece. trousers? Okay, your niece. So tell me the story about your niece um, dancing, and, and she's decided to wear pants as a dancer, correct? Mm -hmm. 
Correct. Okay, so how did that uh, happen? Well, um, she recently came out as as a, a lesbian. Okay. And, um, you know, been struggling a little bit with that identity and figuring out where she fits in. She took a sabbatical from dance. She just, she never really liked wearing the wig and the dress and the tanner or anything. And it just wasn't her thing. And when this became an option um, and she saw other people doing it, she was ready to come back to dance and uh, participate again. So I said, all right, we can make this happen. And um, she was thrilled and had a a very kind donation of that vest to make sure that she was going to stick with it. And I fit it to her and she was, she did great her first best back. Oh, that's awesome. And that's that's so cool because um, this month on the podcast, we talked to Cass Urban, who uh, founded the Divergent Dance Project, where they make sure that dancers who are um, LGBTQ or, or whatever they identify as have what they want to dance in, if that makes sense. If they don't are not comfortable yes. dancing in a dress, um, they can get, you know, a, a trousers and a vest donated. So that was a great podcast. And that's one of the right. reasons I wanted to talk to you because you posted on Facebook that, you know, your niece has decided to wear trousers and a waistcoat. And um, she actually donated her solo dress. Is that correct? Yes, she did. Your niece, um, she wanted to wear trousers and a waistcoat, so she donated her solo dress. And that just really resonated with me because that's just not something that you see dancers do or they haven't done in the past, but they seem to be doing it more now, donating old dresses. And that's kind of where I come to you because you have become your school seamstress. I am. And did you now did you update the dress that she wanted to donate? Um, I cleaned it up a bit and did some restoning. Uh, I started doing some minor alterations is how I got into this for my girls. I, I'm so excited to pick your brain about this because I was talking to um, my fellow adult Irish dancer at McGuire, Karen. She's getting her new solo dress and she helped design it. And we both were just talking about how amazing it would be if we knew how to make these dresses like it is such an incredible incredible talent is updating older solo dresses something you are you had planned on doing is it something you plan on continuing to do I do plan on continuing to do it it was not something that I really sought out and it happened out of pure accident but it's it's been a lot of fun and um I, I like to see what the ideas some people can have. I mean, some of them just start out as great first solo dresses for yeah. these kids that are growing like weeds. Yeah. Um, because the trends change so much. And it can be a matter of changing out sleeves or a skirt, and you just keep the the bodice of the dress or adding a collar or changing up the stones. Um, AB, is, AB crystals are huge, and the flat clear crystals aren't as popular it's it but it still all adds up so to have something donated to upstyle can save you so much money and are you able to kind of like save pieces from older dresses that you may not be using to update it but you might be able to use something from it in the future oh absolutely absolutely i've repurposed sleeves um i've cut 
certain of the embroidery out or kept a sleeve cup and applied it differently to somewhere on the dress um, or a hairpiece. So, yeah, you can really beg, borrow, and steal from different costumes to to make a new costume happen. That's so cool. I just love it. And it's something, it's a skill that I'm jealous of. My sister is really good at, at making clothes and, and sewing and stuff like that. And it just, it blows my mind because I wish I knew how to do that. And it's just such a cool skill to have. What kind of trends are you seeing now? What what kind of requests are you having from dancers and dance moms and about updating older dresses? What are the trends like right now? First and foremost is the change out the sleeves to a sheer or lace sleeve. Yeah. That's probably one of the quickest and easiest ways you can update a dress. Um, Another is to kind of taper the skirt a bit more. The hemline has changed again. The bodices are longer. The skirts aren't necessarily shorter from the bottom, you know, from the knee up. It's shorter in length because the bodice has been extended. Okay. So it, it, it changes the look of the dress. And how fast do these things change? I mean, I, I, I feel, I don't want to say I'm out of touch with it, but you know, I'm an adult dancer. So I've, I have my solo dress and I actually, I just had somebody switch out the sleeves for me. So they were instead of the big heavy velvet, they're um, kind of a sheer material, which I think will be nice in general because man, those sleeves are so heavy. They're incredible. Like it just weighs you down. Um, But it's, that's the first time I've ever updated a dress. How fast are these trends in Irish dance solo dresses changing? seems to be every couple of years. Of course, COVID kept us all in a lull and some collars are coming back. Uh, Sequins are coming back. Let's see what else is new that I've seen. The collars went away for a while and I know there were like V-necks and personally that just wasn't my taste. So I was kind of happy to see the collars came back. Yes. So collars are making a big, especially like a, a ruffled knife pleat type collar or a Mandarin collar that seems to really change a neckline you could have my niece for instance she is very petite in the shoulders and the dress she donated had a small um area taken in because you know her collar it just sat too low on her collarbone yeah and it looked like it was just too too big in the shoulders for her when it really wasn't but that dress taking it up definitely made all the difference in the world and then had anybody said do you want to put a collar in there? It would have been so easy to do, and it would have changed the dress all over again. But what do you see as far as trends for adult Irish dance dresses? Because I know that's almost it, it's 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 so broad. Because I think as adults we we pick we're we're allowed to kind of choose what we wear more than the the kids and the teenagers. What do you see um, for trends with adult Irish dancers? Forgiving patterns. <laughs> Yes, I can absolutely attest to that. <laughs> I think that a lot of uh, adults want longer skirts. The The sleeves are still, I mean, again, it's really easy. Everybody wants to be comfortable when they dance. Those dresses are anything but comfortable, too. Like, I love that Correct. that's becoming a thing now. Like, comfort should be first and foremost. I'm surprised it took this long, but it's a good thing. I think that they like a lot of the traditional look with, a more modern twist on it. So you might have the crocheted collar, but it's just trendier. It's got stoning on it. Uh, you've got the sheer sleeve. So you're, you're borrowing from old and new in order to 
suit the adult Irish dancer more. Do you see dancers um, more apt to update an old solo dress versus buying a brand new one at this point? Do you think that's becoming a trend? That's about 50-50. Okay. I think there is definitely a resale market if you were to update a dress. Uh, you could get some longevity out of updating a dress. Um, it's, it's so much more than having them hang in your closet anymore. Yes. People aren't as sentimental about the holding on to their first dress. They want to see it be worn. And um, you might love it, but you, you'll pay it forward to somebody else. And that person just puts their own spin on it. If they have a concept and they can work with whomever's helping them upstyle the dress, then they can work together to come figure that out. I love that because, I mean, first of all, it creates less waste, which is great because, like you said, we all probably have a couple of dresses hanging in our closet. Whether we pay it forward or not, you've still got a couple of dresses hanging around. You know, you always see the used dresses on the racks at Feshes, and they're so specific to that dancer and you might see one thing you like on it but then you're like oh but I don't really like that but then like you're proving that it's just so easy to change these dresses to modernize them a little bit and kind of make them exactly what you want by going off somebody else's existing dress yes I mean you have it's like a house with good bones if you have a dress with with a great structure you can rework that. I mean, it does take time. It does take, there's trial and error that goes into it for sure, but it is, it is definitely doable. How long ago did you start repurposing Irish dance solo dresses? Um, two or three years, about maybe three years ago. Okay. I think was the first one I did. Okay. And was it, was it like for your daughter's school or was it just kind of like an off chance? Like, Hey, I've got an idea. Well, I started by just altering for my daughters. Um, but then had some friends who had some, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I try this? They're like, sure, go ahead. And that's how it started. <gasps> that's a great idea, because like you said, everybody's got a solo dress hanging in the closet, and if you're not going to do anything with it, like, can I update it? That's a, that's a great use of resources. You have one daughter that is not going to dance in college and one that is. Are you making her dress, or is this something she's having made outside? No, I am not making her dress. We will be hunting for the next new dress. That is so cool because she could look for a used dress knowing that you can fix it for her and make it into something that is more similar to what she wants. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as long as we're close to her size, uh, there's, there's pretty much nothing that I haven't tried to do and made happen. And that's something that's always amazed me about seamstresses like yourself who who do Irish dance dresses is I have very rarely found a seamstress that says, no, I can't do that with a solo dress. Like there's so many possibilities and you kind of look at it thinking, well, it is what it is. It's such, there's such ornate pieces, um, but there's so much you can do with them. Oh, yes. I mean, I've, I've seen so many people who have done the same thing that I'm doing and I'm like, that's a, fr- a brilliant way for you to repurpose one of the three panel dresses and you brought the whole first panel up, made an entirely new bodice and then re reworked everything that was done by so-and-so's grandmother 30 years ago. And you have this gorgeous brand new dress. I feel like you have just been part of this trend that started where dancers are posting older dresses saying like i i want to you know what can i do with this i want to repurpose it and they ask for suggestions it's just a great movement i'm so humbled by that too i mean i just 
it warms my heart. It really does. It's so exciting. I find myself thinking about like, how would I do this? What would I do? What do you know? And some of it is really just strictly trial and error. And there's no, I won't say that I, I wasn't ever formally trained in any of this. It's just, you kind of have to have an eye and a vision and you jump in with both feet. So do you go to fashes and just like stare at dresses and say, Oh, I've got a great idea for that dress. <laughs> all the time, all the time. And now you're also, um, you're the moderator of a restyled Irish dance dresses, Facebook page. Did you create that page or are you just a moderator on it? No, I'm just the moderator. Laura Flanagan and Peg Johnson created their mom and daughter and um, they welcomed me into their little family which we all know that the Irish dance world, as large as it is, is very small. Yes. And um, yeah. I'm so looking forward to meeting them. They created the free Irish Dancewear rehomed and restyled Facebook page. And it has been wonderful for so, for so many dance schools and dancers, especially, again, the younger ones who just grow out of everything yeah. so fast. Yeah. Um, and, and the dance schools that are non-compete and they're just performance-based that's huge for them to receive some of these, again, items that are just collecting dust in your closet. Yep. And um, several of those teachers that we've connected with, they also have the same kind of visions and they rework the dresses for their dancers. I love that page. And I know I, I've talked about it at length on this podcast because it just, it, it, it touches such a chord with me because that's literally the reason I myself and my sister could not continue dancing as kids is my, my parents saw the price tag on the school dresses and they, they were like, we can't do this. And I, I just hate to see anybody priced out of something that they want to try or could potentially be good at. And this page is such a wonderful way to connect dancers with other dancers and other dance families. And just, if you would have told me 20 years ago that someday there would be, you know, an, an, an online exchange for, you know, for free for Irish dancewear, I would have told you that I've got a bridge to nowhere. Like that is the most amazing thing. And I wanted to thank you for being part of that because I don't think people really understand that a lot of people are still priced out of Irish dance as a hobby because um, you know y you know the people you dance with you know the families you dance with and that's it you never really know you know if somebody shows up and then they don't show up the next week and the next week and it's because they can't afford it it's just it's kind of an unsung thing in Irish dance so I love that you guys do that page and I think it's wonderful are you taking orders for um, for Irish dance dresses to be repurposed Sure. <laughs> or did I just plant the seed? <laughs> no, it, it's, it's actually been brought up here recently. Um, and I will be setting up a, an Instagram and Facebook page for my very own Irish eyes, alterations and upstylings. <gasps> I love business. that. Name. That's so cool. That's great. I'm, I'm eager to see where it takes me. Well, listen, when you get that all set up, you let me know because I will get all of your information up on the website. And is there is there any way people can contact you now if they'd like to talk about um, possibly restyling a dress or maybe they want to restyle it and kind of need your input? Is there any way people can get a hold of you? Sure, they can reach out either to the free Irish dancewear rehomed and restyled page or they can message me on Facebook, Erin 
Wyford McMaster. I will put up the links to all your social media on our website, adultirishdancepodcast.com. Erin Wyford McMaster, um, one of the members of the free, say the name of the page for me because I'm going to mess it up, free... Free Irish dancewear, rehomed and restyled. Rehomed and restyled. That's the only part that always sticks in my brain. I always forget the rest of it. Um, she is one of the moderators on that page. She's a seamstress for her her daughter's school, and she repurposes Irish dance dresses. And I think it's such a great trend. And I wanted to thank you for doing this, just in general, for kind of kind of pushing this along and making dance more attainable and more affordable for everybody. And thank you for being on the podcast, Erin. It was so great to finally connect with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark, and we are wrapping things up for week 14. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, crazy week, I think, for um, you know everybody who danced at Nationals. Uh, on Tuesday, I went up to Nationals, handed out podcast gear, took some wonderful pictures with you fabulous adult Irish dancers. Um, but then on Wednesday, I actually started training for my new job, which is with a major news corporation. Um, and to say that it's been nuts is an understatement. Um, I am looking forward to be done with training so I can schedule some dance lessons next week. And um, so it's been crazy for me. I'm sure it's been crazy for you too. Everybody I know has been super busy, whether you danced at nationals or not. So again, thanks to everybody uh, who I met at nationals and took pictures and participated in the video and just took a second out of a crazy day to be part of this podcast. I so appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Uh, Even the ones I met in the bathroom, I met Laura Bach in the bathroom and she is just wonderful, beautiful person inside and out. All of you adult Irish dancers should be so proud of what you've done this week. It's history. It really, really is. So again, thank you. Pictures, video up at adultirishdancepodcast.com. I'll be honest with you. This week has been so crazy. I don't know who my guest is going to be next week. So uh, let me uh, let me sit and let that marinate for a little bit. Uh, so I can't really tease anything, but we will be back here next week on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Again, check us out at adultirishdancepodcast.com. You can listen on Beat, the Fesh Music app, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, and uh, iTunes. So check it out. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back to talk to you next week here on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Great job this week, everybody at Nationals. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica. I'm 30 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name's Patty. I'm 56 years old years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com.